Oh shit, we're going to need an intro. So, welcome to the Market Marig Experience. Today is a special episode. Um, it's the first non-real estate related episode. And it's with the Marketing Hunters. Welcome, guys. Welcome. What's up, guys? I'm excited to be here. Yeah, right. thank you for having us. We're excited. I mean, we dabbled in real estate already, so it could be a real estate. Yeah, it's up to I you. mean, completely up to you. <laughs> we definitely can talk real estate. But um, as the marketing hunters, um, tell us a little bit of you know who you are and what you do. You want to go first? Yeah, definitely. So my name is John, guys. I'm the sales director for the marketing hunters. I've uh, been with the company now going roughly on like two and a half years, close to three years. Uh, before this, I was a sales director for AT&T. So I had a background in sales for some time before I partnered with Ruben and started growing the Marketing Hunters and been back in El Paso in this journey now for about two years where we've been kind of messing with the market and seeing what we can do here. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the owner, Ruben, uh, founder of it. We started about four years ago. Um, the main thing that we do is we really focus on like the psychological part of marketing. Okay. Um, what gets people to stop scrolling? What gets people to pay attention? I mean, like one of the worst things is like you spend two to three hours on marketing and then you get nobody to like it. Right. And it's just like, you spend all the time and people don't like it. Like that's like the worst thing. So we really focus on what is human psychology, what makes people stop, uh, get influenced and then finally buy. Okay. Stop, get influenced and finally buy. So, um, you guys, I'm assuming work with different companies here in El Paso, um, helping them out with their, their marketing. Is it just, I mean, social media management? Is it video? What is it? Give me a little bit more about that. Definitely. So I think when people talk about us, our strength is uh, short form video content. Mm -hmm. But what we're able to provide for a lot of our clients is everything from strategy to um, how to actually become the authority in your figure, right? The support system. I know for a lot of business owners, it's just like, hey, I don't have the time for marketing, right? It's just I don't. That's to put on that hat. What mm -hmm. we're trying to do is, hey, we'll take it off your plate completely. That way you run your business and you know that you have a marketing team behind you that's helping you with it, right? So the good thing is that I think a lot of uh, marketing companies normally niche down. Right now, we've had luckily the opportunity to work with a variety of different businesses, whether it's entertainment, real estate, solar, um, personal brands, or they want to be on stages, right? Everybody is a little different, but I think our strategy has worked for them and it's allowed us to work with a variety of different businesses. Yeah, awesome. there's, there's a crazy statistic right now um, before, well, I mean, like it's sales, if you, especially if you know sales, um, you know that it's seven times that you would have to like call somebody from the initial one, right? Like you would have to call seven times and then finally on the seventh time, they'd be like, all right, cool. Like I know you enough. Um, recently it was, you had to see that person seven times. Now it's, you have to see that person seven times in seven different places. Okay. So before it was like seven times social media, you're good. Now they have to see you social media, billboards, text, email. Um, they have to see you like on the sidewalk, like on a bench or something like that. Like it's everywhere. You literally have to be everywhere before people trust you enough. So that's kind of what we help with. We do a lot of that other stuff. Um, we help promote whether it be like flyers, um, email blasts. We, we recently got into like text blasts. Those have been doing like really well. Um, they're stupidly expensive just because they're so new, you know, mm -hmm. but um, they work. So a lot okay. of that stuff. Perfect. Perfect. Now, um, one thing when we last spoke, you were telling me about this event mm -hmm. that, that you guys are bringing to El Paso in which you're bringing, um, you know, can you say who the keynote speaker is yet or, or yeah, no. no? Yeah, thankfully he's announced already. Our full lineup is announced. Okay. Um, so it's Andy Elliott. Andy Elliott, we call him the next Grant Cardone. And a lot of people, that's kind of what he's known for in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, he started in the car space, teaching people how to maximize in the car, in the car world. And he's branched off now to teaching solar, in, uh, solar insurance and a bunch of other industries. Okay. And kind of in the same um, pathway that Grant Cardone was. Okay. Yeah, so we wanted to focus on someone 
that was going to bring value to the community, someone that was new. Um, we both go to out-of-town events quite a bit, right? Like your Miami, Las Vegas, all those conferences. Mm-hmm. And we noticed that it's a big difference to what the type of events look like here in El Paso. So we wanted to bring that experience, and we felt like we needed out- some outside talent plus some local talent to be able to provide that experience. And Andy Elliott was a great fit for what we, we wanted to accomplish. So mm-hmm. we're excited to introduce him to the community. We have seen that he is pretty new to a lot of people, so if you haven't heard of him, definitely recommend checking him out. Like, that dude is a killer sales like sales guru when it comes to it yeah i think he was like 780 in car sales and it wasn't high-end car sales oh, a year yeah. that's what he sold yeah and that he got it in like uh, a salary for the okay. year Seven hundred eighty thousand. that's great who else is on this um who else is on this lineup for for your event so we went we went really um broad right the, the main three are um people that can teach you about money or financials Um, it's sales and then it's leadership. So we have like, uh, her name is Courtney and Brad, um, Courtney lends people anywhere from 5,000 to 30 million. Brad, um, helps you get in front of investors. Like his students are out in like Saudi Arabia. They're, I think one of them was 30 million. Yeah. Yeah. So he, they do um, a lot of oil funding. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he teaches you how to like structure it and how to present those pitches that way you can get investors. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, he has, um, students ranging from all around the world. And like you mentioned, he had some students out in Saudi Arabia, just collecting, um, creating a fund. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're bringing him down. We also have Rocky Garza. Rocky Garza is more like an identity coach. So like people that are struggling and maybe feel like, Hey, I'm lost on where I'm going or, you know, there's certain questions that I haven't been able to figure, um, answer myself. He's a, a great person to listen to. And then we also have some great local talent like Dean Innes. We have Dean coming out. Yeah. He'll okay. be talking, he'll, he'll be having a section as a keynote speaker. We also have a millionaire panel, which you, we have Eric Gomez coming out as well as Marcos Ramirez. So it's a very diverse group. And, mm-hmm. um, as we, it's called the moment, the goal is for you to have one specific moment there that changes the direction of the path that you're on. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you learning a skill, making a certain connection, uh, making a certain partnership, just getting a new client, like whatever it might be, we want it to happen in that space and provide that space for people. That's cool. That's really, really cool. What, what do you think inspired, um, you guys to, to bring an event like this? Because it's not, I mean, bringing speakers and setting up, a venue and and renting a venue and having to promote it and sell it and things like that that's definitely not an easy task what do you think uh led you guys to to say this is something i want we want to dive into there's um like i I think everybody knows el paso has like so much potential but Mm -hmm. i've seen that people really kind of um I don't know if I can cuss, but I'll use one. That's it. It's kind of half-assed, right? Okay. It's kind of half-assed, <laughs> right? Like they, they do like a really big thing and then they draw back. Okay. And like, so um, you guys with your realtor parties, you guys do great. Like you don't hold back, right? Mm-hmm. But you see like other people who try to do the same thing as you and you're just like, what are you doing, man? You know what I mean? Like, why did you put all this money into marketing and everything? And then you just have people in a room. Yeah. You're like, where's the fun? Where's the entertainment? Where's the, like, well, what are you doing for people? So I think that that's kind of what we saw is like, nobody's really trying in that space of like entrepreneurship, bringing people together, bringing people into the town, bringing the the attention to El Paso, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's where we're just like, well, if no one's going to do it, like, we'll just do it. And if we, we do it right, we do it right. And if we do it wrong, then at least we freaking try it, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, the, the, the whole conference thing is meant to be just a show. Like it's supposed to be a performance for everybody. Um, it's supposed to be theater. So we're just going to make it as fun and entertaining as we can. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I'm, have you been, I know that you mentioned kind of going to uh, Miami, Las Vegas. Have you been to like a Tony Robbins event or anything like that? Because I know that they're very high energy. 
Um, is that kind of what you're trying to replicate here? So I haven't personally been to a Tony Robbins event, but I am a big fan of mm -hmm. like his content. Um, I would say that's definitely one of the people that yeah. we're trying to align with, right? Um, personally, I've been to Grant Cardone's events. I mm -hmm. think that was one of the first ones that um, I got open, like really opened up my mind. And, and this dude started with him jumping out of a plane. Like literally the show. We're not doing that. We're not doing that, right? No, no, no. But I just, I was telling him, it's just, it goes to show like, who jumped out of a plane? Grant, Grant Cardone, yeah. Oh, shit. Where, he opened where, a, was that at the in Miami? Miami? In Miami. Yeah, the Miami. Yeah, when the, he did the it Marlin in the Marlins Stadium? Yeah. Correct. Oh, so okay. he, he started that show jumping out of a plane, and then I believe Snoop Dogg came out and was like the opening performance, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, this is a business conference, right? And it felt yeah. like it was a conference, like a concert. So that's kind of like what started um, planting the seed of like the idea of it. Mm -hmm. So we do want to match that. It's like we want there to be surprises. We want there to be things that people weren't expecting, right? I mean, people think that oh, I'm going to go sit in a room and learn, mm -hmm. which is what most people expect from these conferences but we want them to come out like damn like that was something different like i would have never experienced i would never expect that that type of experience from this type of event yeah definitely and, and i think you're you hit the the nail right in the head right the fact that we have a lot of people the, the attention span with everything going on in their life and in their day to uh do i am i really gonna go sit in a room for am i gonna give my hard-earned money to sit in a room and learn versus am i gonna sit in a room and be entertained and get a good message from someone and, and take something that was worth that exchange of my money for, for the experience or, or like you said, for the moment, the mm -hmm. one moment that's going to change you. You know, I think that's, that's something that's really, really cool. Um, I mean, have you seen, did you see the last Grant Cardone one? I think he had Tom Brady there. Mm -hmm. He had um, uh, the former president Trump, mm -hmm. just th those things are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So what's kind of like your, I know this is going to be the very first one, but if, you know, if I know you guys the way I think I do, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you guys have, have, um, you know, a, a five-year plan, two-year plan. What, what is your goal with this moment conference that you're kicking off? Um, I'm pretty sure you're already thinking, right? This is where we're going to kind of take it. Yeah. John, John will give you the more correct answer right like the five-year two-year plan i just want to make it as ridiculous as i can mm -hmm. and as big as i can you know so same thing like we would try to get like the same type of like personalities but i mean we were trying to get um who was the like hermosi was one of them he's like yeah. a big one but like they're so they're so far ahead that like one people wouldn't know them and then even if we invested them they're like oh cool like that guy was cool but like have no idea who he even was you know but um no i think the biggest thing for me is like i just want to make it really fun and exciting right like i think that business is so like black and white you know what i mean like like this is this and then this is this and it's just like ah, well we can have fun you know what i mean like mm -hmm. and so even right now um one of the big goals for this one which will translate to the next one right is um we are reaching for four to five hundred people with about 20 percent of them being from out of town Okay. Um, for the next one, we're going to go to a thousand people and I want like 50, 50, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. At that point. But right now we have people like California, Seattle, um, we have Arizona, Tennessee, Chattanooga, we have Miami, um, we have people from Canada coming mm -hmm. in. I have someone from Spain. So we're trying to reach as much yeah. as we can and just bring them here. And these people that are coming from out of town, are they like people, you know, or people that you're reaching through the marketing that you guys are doing for the event? Both. It's both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So some of them I know, and then some of them is through people that they know that they just happen to invite, and it's just become this whole thing. Okay. So it's been really yeah. cool. Well, it's definitely something that, that we're definitely looking forward to um, coming to El Paso, you know, something different, something cool um, that, that I'm definitely going to enjoy when, when I attend. 
Um, now the the marketing hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you're you're the owner and and you're the sales director. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did it start or where did it start from? Um, the short answer is I was working in manufacturing for about eight years, and I was working under this dude that like was really hard to work for. Persian dude, probably like mid forties. Okay. Um, very old school mentality that like you know like abuses you verbally, and then he's like, "Why aren't you talking?" And you're like, "What?" The- dude you know what i mean like what do you want me to say so i was the only one that could stay with him and um he was like oh yeah you know everything's good we're gonna we're gonna get a bunch of like um sales and then eventually like you know maybe i might let you in then he sells the company after eight years i'm like oh (laughs) he gave me five grand he when when my kid was born he gave me seven when he sold the company he gave me five okay So it was like one of those things where it's like really like everything that we work for. And so um, after that, derailed for about three months, went to a conference actually, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Grant Cardone was at that conference. Um, one of his, um, you know, like how they have the licensees or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he was there. I got him as a coach and he's like, dude, you know, you paid me X amount of money. If you start your own company, write it off, you get your money back. I'm like, I don't know if I want to start a company for that reason, you know? So I, I made a list of everything and I was like, I don't, I don't want to do like, you know, um, physical labor. I worked as a chef for like two years and I was like, I didn't like that, you know? So I was like, I'm not going to do any type of physical labor, stand on my feet type of stuff. Um, decided on a marketing company, had a horrible name. We called it the social hunters for about a month. Then mm-hmm. I was like, it seems like we're going after people's social security numbers. I was like, we don't want that. <laughs> so I was like, we can't do that. So we came yeah. up with marketing hunters and then that's pretty much how it started. Awesome. Awesome. And then when do you guys come together and, and, and start? working together because i mean you guys seem to have very good chemistry with each other you know um so that's i i think that's definitely something that's necessary for a business to to survive you know the people that you surround yourself with in the business from you know that your your teams your different departments that you have so when did you guys come together and, and how has that partnership been working for yeah. you guys i'll let john say but I, we we still have no idea how we met just so you know no idea oh wow yeah like there's no because i felt we met at an event um but we haven't been to the same event apparently so okay. i was like okay i guess i was wrong on that but we came across each other through inner circle like uh, online circles uh where there was some social media groups that talked about sales and like mindset and things like that so i, I knew of him i was kind of a fan of what he was doing from afar and I was in a position where I was living in Midland, Odessa, for eight, working for AT&T. And I was at a point where I was like, Yo, I don't want to do this corporate thing anymore. Um, I was building someone else's dream, right? So I was like, I, I want to take a switch. So just good timing, right? He was looking for someone to join as a salesperson. And we got connected. And he was living in Phoenix at the time. I was in Midland. And I was in the process of deciding whether I move here or move somewhere else. And I came back to El Paso. He came down and we did our first event. So this isn't like just, hey, let's do an event, you know. We've had we've been working our way up to this by doing some smaller things throughout the, um, across the community. Mm-hmm. And so when he came down for the first event we had, he liked it and was like, hey, this, this seems like somewhere where we can plant our seed, like kind of start growing, you know. And we did another one. He brought his family down and his wife was like, yeah, let's let's move it. So the whole operation moved to El Paso. But for me, being from here, it's been pretty cool because like the moment it, it's happening here. Right. Yeah. A lot of these events that we're doing happen here. And if once the moment shows success then that's going to be an annual event that we'll get to call here, here in El Paso. Right. That people will get to experience. So I think that's been the cool thing about this whole journey is that it's happening here in the hometown. Okay. But yeah, so I agree. You're not an El Paso native. Mm-hmm. California. Oh. oh, wow. So then it was yeah. true like, commi- get off the yeah. show. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, it was true commitment to come and and move. Like, like he said, bring your family, bring your wife. Your, you, you just you mentioned you had a, a, a kid and all of that. Bring him over here. Then, you know, for the for the dream or for the, the hopes of this business really being something that 
that is going to be successful because you kind of put all your eggs in the basket. You know, there's no, you, you what they, as they say, you burn the ship, you know, and, and mm-hmm. we're only moving forward with it. Yeah. So that's definitely, definitely something that's very, very commendable. Um, outside of the marketing hunters, what, what is it that you do for fun, man? Nothing. I like work. That's about it. That's all I do. It's pretty much work. I like my son and my kids keep me busy, right? I have two kids now. So it's pretty much work and then family and then pretty much more work. Um, I read a lot. I read way too much. Um, I'm like, I think, I think that's pretty much it. Like I'm just stupidly obsessive with learning Mm -hmm. and like getting better and the gym. I feel like that's like the interview question where they're like, what's your weakness? And you're like, I care too much, but that's yeah. the reality of like, I'm <laughs> pretty boring because like, that's all I care I'm about. Yeah. Strong yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and yourself, John, I know that you have, um, you know, some other venture outside of, yeah, of this, which is the, the Mazo vibes. Correct. Think, yeah. t- t- tell me a little bit more about the Mazo vibes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more balanced outside of work. I like to disconnect for a little bit. So I have the Mazo vibe project. Like you said, we've been, we've had that going on now for a little over 10 years, but realistically we've been back at it for the past about three. Um, So it's a tech house DJ group and we've recently for the past like two years been producing music. So that's been a goal of ours to start touring and -hmm. getting the name out there. So once marketing hunters, I clock out of marketing hunters, I go work on that project. So it's a balance of music and business. Music and business. I mean, that's, it's, I feel work-life balance. A lot of people say, ah, you really have to have it. I don't have much Mm work-life balance, like you said. Um, I'm, I drop off the kids in the morning. I head to the office. I, I do what I got to do here in the office. And then five, six in the afternoon, I, I'll clock out. I put the kids to sleep and then it's back on, on the grind. And you can ask Christian and he's off camera here, but I'm, I'm texting him sometimes eight, nine in the morning. Um, sometimes I, I wake up cause I, I do wake up at four forty-five every day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when I have my alarm. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily wake up, <laughs> but I start thinking of different stuff. And last time it's like, hey, don't send me anything at four. Yeah. Like, don't <laughs> leave, let me, let me rest. Yeah. So I, I don't necessarily believe in the work life balance. I believe in, in just when it's time to work, work. Yeah. And, and when it's time to do family things, just family. Right. But it, if, if there's too much monotony or too much, uh, this is my, I, yeah. I personally it feels don't you. Like, it yeah, feels you. Yeah, exactly. work definitely. Yeah, I, I get you. Because yeah. like, if you if you're not doing anything, then you're like, what should I do right now? <laughs> you know what right? I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Or, or learning, like you said. Yeah. Sometimes even with this new and, and right now, I'll ask you a little bit about that. But um, with this new podcasting, this is something that these mics here I bought in 2019. Yeah. So I bought them, and then it was like, oh, are we gonna do video? Are we gonna do just audio? And then COVID hit the world shut down and, and we couldn't be close to someone and we didn't know. So I, I put these in a, in, in my storage somewhere and they were all dusty. And then this year I, I really just, I got on Christian and I said, Hey, I'm bringing it and we're going to, we're going to do it and we'll figure the rest out as we go, you know? And, and it seems like it's, it's been working, but um, we were talking a little bit before this. Um, you guys both have also a, a podcast that you run that you, Tell me a little bit more about that one. Who wants to go first? Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I started mine actually right before COVID or like two months before COVID. Mm-hmm. And I kept it going during COVID, but it was mostly all, all virtual. And I um, I stopped the video and I went just all audio. Okay. Um, but that one, um, 
I'll give a little bit of the secrets away. So like, I really like automations, right? And like, so one of the the taboo automations that people don't talk about is like, on Instagram, you can get bots, right? And the bots will do like little triggers for you, like like and unlike, follow and unfollow, right? The new ones are like, they'll like the stories with the little hearts. And before mm-hmm. they used to comment on them. So during COVID, I bought one of those bots and I almost got my account shut down, but it was sending out all these messages to random people. Mm-hmm. And for my podcast, I got... um the, the original founder of the tap out brand mm-hmm. um he's been on my podcast i actually know him so like i have his number like it's been really cool because like i got that off of that automation which i would have never gotten before um i got some like personal development speakers that everybody thinks really highly of jesse lafleur he's a what's it called um stunt double you know okay. but like he did like the uh i forgot what movie it was but it was on the mandalorian he was one of the big job of the hut people or whatever so like it was really cool like uh getting to like interact but like that's what the podcast is right like to meet as many people as you can that you otherwise would have probably never have talked to mm-hmm. i mean that's that's definitely good what's the name of the podcast in for the kill in for the kill yeah it was more of a mindset thing right like okay. um it actually stemmed off of the marketing hunters because i was like oh what hashtag could we use for the marketing hunters right i was like well you're kind of killing something right so it's hashtag in for the kill that's the actual name of the podcast cool cool and how about yourself john so mine's open to evolve uh mm-hmm. mine was the purpose of it and when i planned everything i felt that like when you look at a grant cardone at a gary v like sometimes it's hard to relate and like you feel like well could i do that they had a head start whatever it is right you start making excuses because they're too far ahead so what i wanted to do with open to evolve is bring stories of people that were kind of in the middle they've had success but maybe not as many people knew about them or they're your local heroes right that just haven't had a chance to tell their story and so i started interviewing people like eric gomez um i brought a lot of people like that that have had success in their specific industry and had them talk about like hey what was your mindset on getting here what were the trial and errors like what did you learn what would your advice be if you had to do it again and kind of just pick their their thought patterns right and see what i can take from that and it was fun like you said i met a lot of cool people and i got a lot of great feedback as far as like people listening to it and getting their own um lessons that they took away from the podcast so overall it's it's a really fun experience and definitely like it a rewarding experience to be a part of the project yeah a a little bit what i hear from both of you is the mentality aspect Mm -hmm. right the moment you want to bring people that are going to help people expand their mindset your podcast is a mindset podcast your your podcast mindset podcast so how important and i mean for me i I can speak from from experience right but how important is it for your mentality to broaden before i mean i i'll tell you the story um a little bit about this particular um venture we were talking about this office being my office but uh, when i first started in real estate <clears throat> I hadn't sat for the builder, not one day, right? And I told my team, I said, we are going to be the exclusive listing agent for this builder. And I'm going to buy the office next door to the builder. And we're going to run a really, really, really clean operation. Eventually, this was year one, day one of real estate. I had Burley come on the team as a as just sitting for the model homes. Um, my broker was, uh, you know, someone who now is, is a very well-renowned speaker here in El Paso and, and um, in other cities as well. Um, and when they, my, my team, you know, the, my, my inner circle, they said, yeah, we, we can do it. We're going to do it, right? Everybody else who saw it was the, the typical David and Goliath, hmm. you know, type of like, hey, you're the little guy. Yeah. You, you have nothing you're barely starting in real estate and you're going up against someone who has 200 agents at the time, 
someone who has a million and multi-millionaire has all of this how like how are you gonna do that right but what i understood was it had to fit here first before the the entire world can see it right yeah and at the time this building that we're in right now a lot of people don't know but it's the building next to point homes but at the time this building wasn't even for sale this yeah. was uh i think they used to sell direct tv out of here and and it was just different office suites and everything <clears throat> so the building wasn't for sale the builder wasn't up for grabs or anything but it felt it felt like it fit in my mind that yeah. that's where it was going fast forward five years you know we're the exclusive listing agent for the builder somehow this building became available and i grabbed <laughs> it you know remodeled it and turned it into my office my corporate offices now um, and we just continue growing so how important is mindset in your opinion before anything else yeah you know there was a there was a point where i was making so much and i was learning still a lot right and then i was like it doesn't matter what i learn anymore mm -hmm. and then i was like it, something's missing and i realized that it was like discipline you know what mm -hmm. i mean and so when you start looking at like when you cap off at certain amounts of like money it's really like what are you lacking in your mind right mm -hmm. and so like even even conference right same same thing that you're saying like you're, you're building like you're like I'm, i want that building and i want this and that and we're like looking at this and we start talking about all this stuff and then it just kind of starts putting into place one thing after another you know but it, so much of everything that you do is just do you have the right mindset for it because it's not that you're lacking like the correct action for it it's just you don't have the right like attitude towards thinking that it could happen mm -hmm. you know so yeah i mean that's that's kind of my viewpoint on it. it's like you can only go so far and then once you cap off it's like what are you really lacking in your mind yeah i agree and i think for me it was um you're limited to your environment right but you do have the ability to go and explore what other people think what other people have done their experiences and i hate being told no so like being little like having i come from a hispanic household um being told no like hey you shouldn't do that you need to play it safe you need you know like that kind of advice um for me mindset has been big because i think my ability to say like it is possible like you said think about like you know what one day because the conference if we fast if we backtrack to a couple years uh my inner circle i was telling we're gonna bring grant cardone one day like right it wasn't grant but we came close like i tell people it wasn't grant but we came close right now but it started with an idea like you said it was like hey one day this is gonna happen we're gonna yeah. do this one day and now fast forward it's finally happening but it, it came from us having the mindset and the ability to think like one day it will happen so awesome. well guys it was definitely a pleasure speaking to you guys um can i get the date for your event please yeah, yeah it's july 13th uh 9 a.m to 6 p.m at the starlight event center starlight event center mm -hmm. awesome awesome and where can people get tickets if they're looking to attend to this his name is john rivas no. <laughs> yeah, so they can reach out to me directly um if they want any more information and they can also visit the moment um okay. on there we have the full lineup you can get bios on the speakers and then you also have the different ticket tiers uh, we do have uh, general admission, VIP, and a CEO experience. The CEO experience is going to be great for anybody who's just trying to um, get connected with some of the higher, uh, higher network individuals in the city and then kind of just build those connections. And then, of course, if you're someone that's just starting, general admission will get you in the room and just help you start getting around those people and start thinking like a lot of these successful people. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. I hope this definitely, I hope your conference goes really, really well and, and we can continue doing this, man. Yeah. Thank you for Thank having you us. It was a great experience. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you.